to Rando Mando, a world of F's podcast, family, facts, friends, and fun. Coming to you live from a parking lot while I wait for my son to finish his appointment. Um, I'm flying solo again just because, you know, I have downtime. I think what we're going to do is I'm going to read another 10 questions of Get to Know Me. And then I'm going to read just one uh, fact tonight uh, from a book called Strange But True um, because it's a pretty decent sized chapter so I'm not going to do two tonight. I'll just read the one from from here. I hope you've been enjoying. I've really been enjoying making these so even if nobody's listening I might just keep doing it because it gives me something to do. The first question is what's your favorite movie of all time? Um, I love Titanic, Notebook, and there's something else that I forget. And I love Adam Sandler movies. Um, but the more sentimental ones, like Notebook and Titanic, I love them so much that I can't watch them often because they pull at my heartstrings and I can't take it. So I can only watch them once in a while. I've seen Eminem, Backstreet Boys, um, 98 Degrees, and Sync. Britney Spears, Tatiana Ali, Lady Gaga, New Kids on the Block. What's the worst date you've ever been on? I've really never dated, honestly. When I met my ex-husband, I mean, our first date was like a double date and it didn't even really, I don't even, I guess you could count it as a date because we were still kind of getting to know each other, but I don't know. Other than that, I mean, I really have not dated sad but true. Would you rather be hot or cold? I've got a co-worker who actually her heater is out right now and she's been trying to get her furnace fixed all day. Uh, it might be out until Friday and she might have to suffer in the cold two nights. I told her to come sleep at my house but she thinks she's gonna be fine with a wool blanket and I don't like I think I could stand to be cold over hot because well even when you're a woman or like even when you're sick and you have that hot flash right before you're gonna throw up that is the worst feeling and if you're cold you just throw a ton of clothes and blankets on not saying I want to freeze in a winter storm or anything but I, I don't know I guess I could stand to be cold over hot what's your favorite karaoke song kind of burnt out on karaoke we used to go quite a bit Sadie and Ryan and their little gang Jade got their whole crew I don't know I would just kind of get up whenever I had enough alcohol in me and sing with somebody I never could really get up there on my own I do kind of like hit me with your best shot though by Pat Benatar I like Pat Benatar and then when I had my bachelorette party I was obviously trashed because people buy you a ton of shots and we were at a club called Cowboys downtown and I guess I sing like a virgin. What was the best meal you ever ate? Like I said, I like Mexican food. Texas Roadhouse food's always good. A good juicy pork chop is nice. What's your least favorite genre of music? Maybe folksy? I don't know. Do you like coffee or tea better? I used to definitely be a tea person. I do like tea, mostly black tea. I don't like green tea. Just this last couple of years, I've become quite a coffee drinker. Uh, the lady that I was telling you about earlier with the heater issue, she tends to get Starbucks every morning and then got me in that habit and she buys for me every freaking morning and I had to tell her, you need to stop. 
doing that, but then I bought my own K-Pods, and then I've been making my own coffee, and I actually made myself a coffee tonight when for Logan's appointment. So, um, anyway, that's that. So there's those questions. I guess we're done with those. So this uh, book that I'm going to read from is called Strange But True. It's 10 of the World's Greatest Mysteries Explained, written by Catherine Hollick and illustrated by Gordy Wright. Uh, we got this at um, five below. The house has no electricity. The Ryans think burglars are inside or maybe squatters returned. They tell their kids to stay in the car. Then as they approach to investigate, the lights vanish. They have no one inside. This is only the first of many unnerving experiences for the Ryans and their five children. They regularly help or hear footsteps walking across an upstairs balcony and sometimes see a woman in white standing there. Olive feels hands resting on her shoulders when no one's there. Reginald hangs a picture, then finds it fallen on the floor but unbroken, two nights in a row. And in the most disturbing incident of all, one evening, one of their daughters goes to check on her sleeping little brother and sees an elderly man in old-fashioned clothes standing at the end of his bed. She races off screaming to her family about a man in the house, but they find no one. The little brother, Lawrence, learns about the, this incident as a teenager, then moves out of the main house to a different bedroom. He says, I always felt like somebody was watching me in that room. Was that someone a ghost? Christopher William Crawley, the wealthy and powerful founder of the town of Juni, once lived in the mansion with his wife, children, and numerous servants. The family hosted fancy balls and played tennis and golf on the grounds. Crawley died in the home at the age of 69 after a boil on his neck got infected. After his death, the locals say his wife almost never left the house. She died there at the age of 92. But the property's creepy history began long before their deaths. According to local lore, a young maid fell from the balcony to her death. She was rumored to be pregnant at the time, and some believe that she killed. She was killed to cover up that fact. Could she be the source of footsteps and female figure on the balcony? Another servant, a stable boy, supposedly suffered lethal burns when his straw mattress was set on fire. The Crawley's youngest child, a baby daughter named Magda, Selena died in a fall down the stairs. Some think her nanny may have dropped her on purpose. Could the spirits of all these people still haunt the place where they died? A menagerie of spirits. If you believe in ghosts, you're not the only one. A 2017 poll found that around half of Americans believe that places can be haunted by spirits. Polls in many other countries around the world produce similar results. Belief in ghosts depends on what you think happens after death. The physical body perishes, but what happens to your consciousness? Are you gone forever, or do you continue to experience this world or another world in some way? Many people believe in a soul or something similar that survives past death. It's not a huge step from the idea of an afterlife to the belief that spirits may influence the world of living. However, people from different cultures tell very different stories about how and why ghosts appear. In ancient Mesopotamia, people believed that sickness was a punishment inflicted by spirits of the dead. In Mexico and parts of Central America, everyone knows the legend of La Llorona, the weeping woman. In one version of the story, she drowned her own children and now haunts riverbanks calling and crying for them. In China and parts of Southeast Asia today, many people ask the spirits of their ancestors for blessings. 
during the hungry ghost festival people in this region burn paper or incense and leave out gifts food tea and sweets they believe that these offerings will please the ghosts and help prevent bad luck ghost stories can be fascinating scary and memorable but they are just stories. Only physical evidence could show that ghosts are real. People who call themselves ghost hunters and paranormal investigators search for this evidence. Some claim to have found it. Probably looks like some, such a weirdo sitting in the car reading a book out loud with my lips moving. Like a free hunting for phantoms. Ghost hunters often arm themselves with a variety of high-tech equipment, including cameras and audio recorders, as well as instruments that measure uh, temperature ghosts supposedly create cold spots or detect motion electromagnetic field emf meters are especially popular electromagnetic energy comes in a wide spectrum that includes everything from high energy x-rays to low energy radio waves visible light falls in the middle of the spectrum electricians use emf meters to detect the energy that electrical wires and devices emit which is in the radio frequency range. This energy is the strongest right next to the source, but weakens rapidly with distance. When EMF readers detect fluctuations, a rising and falling amount of electromagnetic energy, some think this indicates a ghostly presence. Investigators set up their equipment in haunted locations and wait. Often they find nothing, but occasionally they record something unusual. Cameras may capture still images or videos that show shadowy figures, glowing wisps, or orbs of light. Audio equipment may record what seem to be faint voices saying short phrases like, get out. This is called electronic voice phenomena, or EVP for short. An EMF meter can fluctuate widely, indicating a source of energy. These recordings seem intriguing but are they really evidence of ghosts spooky faces and murmuring voices photos and audio anomalies may seem like convincing evidence but it's a mistake to jump directly to supernatural explanation for a strange photo or recording first you have to consider all possible practical explanations remember the principle of ocom's razor ocams simple explanations that make the fewest possible assumptions are always the most likely to be true when it comes to photographs many things other than ghosts can explain haunting images in the 1860s photographer william h mumler captured images that seemed to show deceased relatives hovering over living family members his most famous image shows a ghostly abraham lincoln with his hands on the shoulders of his widow mary todd the photo was taken a few years after the american president's assassination during the mid to late 19th century in america many people who called themselves spiritualists believed that the dead could communicate with the living special ceremonies called seances were held in an attempt to talk to dead people People also used Ouija boards, which look like game boards covered in letters and numbers, to channel what seemed to be messages from spirits. Spiritualists believed that Mumler's photos were the real deal, but others accused him of fraud. In very early cameras, a sensitive glass plate captured the image. If this plate was not cleaned well enough, a faint image of a previous photograph might show up in the background of a new photo. Hmm. Well, that just ruins it, doesn't it? Mumler later admitted that one of his first ghost photos happened accidentally when he forgot to clean a plate. Others were likely deliberate hoaxes. Mm. Lovely. Many modern ghost images are also the result of mistakes, technical glitches, or deliberate hoaxes. 
If a person moves quickly past a camera while a photo is being taken, for example, the image may show a blurry streak. Flash photographs often capture mysterious orbs of light. Some call these spirit energy, more likely the flash reflected off the of dust or water droplets on a near on or near the lens. Some ghost images are not technical glitches but psychological ones. For example, a photo from the Monte Cristo homestead seems to show the baby Magdalena's face in a mirror. Most likely, it is not a face at all, but a random reflection that happens to resemble a face. To experience this for yourself, take a look at the moon the next time it's full. Do you see a face? Many people do. People also regularly see familiar shapes in clouds. Yes, this phenomenon is called periodolia. Pareidolia, I don't know. It happens because it's very important for the brain to identify familiar patterns like faces. So sometimes the brain finds faces where there are none. And then they kind of show a picture of, it's kind of a cartoon picture, but then it has this like crystal ball looking thing, but then you can kind of make out, like I'm making out a baby face. Maybe somebody else would make out a clown face or a pirate or something, a, a cat. I could see a cat face. You know, you just, your mind plays tricks on you sometimes. Similarly, the brain may find words in static or random noise. This is the most likely explanation in many examples of EVP. In other cases, the audio equipment may have captured distant voices or music that were too faint for human ears to hear. Ghost hunting teaches the important lesson that using technical equipment does not make an investigation scientific. Anomalies in data only seem like evidence of ghosts because that's what ghost hunters are looking for. Noah Lee has led the paranormal investigators of Milwaukee group for over 10 years. When his group hunts for EVPs, they ask a question, then leave 10 seconds of silence to allow for an answer. They use strict procedures to help rule out noise from growling stomachs, squeaky doors, and other background sounds, he says. In all our years of doing this, we've never had a direct response to a question ever. How to haunt a house. Or if a haunted location isn't really home to wandering spirits of the dead, then why do so many people have strange experiences at a place like Monte Cristo Homestead? What makes the house haunted? Scientists have proposed some intriguing theories. Some blame infrasound. These sounds are too low to hear, but the body feels their vibrations. In some people, these vibrations may cause feelings of uneasiness or fear. Others have studied how electromagnetic fields affect the brain. In people with a certain form of epilepsy, a part of the brain called the temporal lobe malfunctions, causing visions that are often religious in nature. Some scientists have studied whether electromagnetic fields might trigger the same effect in people without epilepsy. The fields may come from natural sources, such as minor earthquakes or tremors, or they might come from power lines, cell phones, appliances, or other devices. However, experimentation has shed doubt on these theories. In 2004, psychologist Christopher French and his colleagues at Goldsmith University of London attempted to create a haunted room. They set up and hid devices that would generate electromagnetic fields and infrasound. One by one, 79 volunteers entered a room, a cool, dimly lit, empty white circular space, and stayed there for 50 minutes. The researchers told the volunteers they might have some unusual sensations and asked them to record any such experiences. Some volunteers got bombarded with electromagnetic fields and infrasounds, others with one or the other, 
and a control group got nothing, but it didn't matter which group a volunteer was in. People in the control group were just as likely to report weird sensations as people in the other groups. What was going on? After everybody left the room, they all completed a personality test. Suggestible people, those who easily accept what others tell them to do or believe, tend to get high scores on a certain part of the test. Everyone who reported strange experiences also got high scores on this part of the test. So they seem to have experienced strange things in the room, not because of energy fields or vibrations, but because the researchers told them they would. In other words, people experience strange things in haunted houses because they're expecting strange things to happen. Alternatively, someone who experiences strange things may turn to ghosts as a fitting explanation. This is similar to what happens in many alien and UFO experiences. The things people see are created in the brain and do not always represent reality. A hallucination, vivid dream, or even a trick of the light may seem like a real encounter with the ghost. Real world experience. So what about the Monte Cristo homestead? Today, Lawrence Ryan leads ghost tours there, though we may never know what really happened in the haunted mansion. Some of the tragic deaths may not actually have occurred or may not have been murders. It's often impossible to go back and find out the truth about the events of what happened many years ago. Even if murders did occur, these stories likely only serve to make visitors more uneasy and primed for unusual experiences. Joe Nickel is a detective who, was, who spent his entire career looking for realistic explanations for events that seem paranormal. It doesn't matter what you and I believe, he says. It matters what we have evidence for. He has investigated many reported, reported haunted places. In one of the first cases, he discovered... That the footsteps people heard on a haunted staircase came from a very real iron staircase located the built in the building next door. Sim similarly, the strange light inside the Monte Cristo homestead could have come from people in the house, just as the Ryans first suspected. If squatters were in the house, they likely knew they weren't supposed to be there and fled when they saw their car. Just because the Ryans never figured out a real-world source of light, the footsteps, the figure on the balcony, the man in the bedroom, or other strange events does not mean that there wasn't one. Lawrence Ryan is inclined to believe in ghosts after his experience growing up in Monte Cristo homestead, but he doesn't push anything on his guests. If you come to our place, you can make up your own mind, he says. And why else is the end of that? I hope you're enjoying the show. If you like it, share it. Um, or follow, subscribe, I don't know. I am on Apple, Google, iHeart, and Spotify. Spotify is the main account. Um, again, it's Randomando, a world of F's podcast, facts, family, friends, and fun. Um, I hope you're enjoying. I'm enjoying creating these, and I will...